Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast possessed from the beginning. Let us pray, O God, who does instruct the hearts of the faithful by light of the Holy Spirit. Grant by the same Spirit that we be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Philip Neri, pray for us. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. Blessed Juvenal, pray for us. Blessed Anthony, pray for us. Blessed Salvio, pray for us. St. John Henry, pray for us. St. John of God, pray for us. St. John de Brebeuf, pray for us. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. St. Luke, pray for us. St. Mark Shee, pray for us. St. Andrew Kem, pray for us. St. Andre Bessette, pray for us. St. Martin de Porres, pray for us. St. Peter Claver, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. St. Lorenzo Ruiz, pray for us. St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. St. Norbert, pray for us. St. Benedict, pray for us. St. Antoninus, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Catherine of Siena, pray for us. St. Teresa of Avila, pray for us. St. Marie of the Incarnation, pray for us. St. Kateri, pray for us. St. Bikita, pray for us. St. Alfonso, pray for us. St. Teresa of Calcutta, pray for us. St. Therese of Lisieux, pray for us. St. Edith Stein, pray for us. St. Marguerite Bourgeois, pray for us. Blessed Catherine of St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Agnes, pray for us. St. Dina, Blessed Dina Boulanger, pray for us. St. Isaac Jogues, pray for us. St. René Goupil, pray for us. All you angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection. Letter 12 to a nun of unknown date. Reverend Mother, I will share with you the method I have used to arrive at this state of awareness of God's presence that our Lord in his mercy has granted me, since you insist that I do so. I cannot hide the repugnance I feel in yielding to your request, even under the condition that you show my letter to no one. If I thought you would let someone see it. All the desire I have for your perfection could not make me comply. This is what I can tell you about it. In different books, I have found different methods to approach God and various practices of the spiritual life that I feared would burden my mind rather than facilitate what I wanted and what I sought, namely, a means of being completely disposed to God. This led me to resolve to give all for all. Thus, after offering myself entirely to God in atonement for my sins, I renounced for the sake of his love everything other than God, and I began to live as if only he and I existed in the world. Sometimes I considered myself before him as a miserable criminal at his judge's feet. And at other times, 
I regarded him in my heart as my father, as my God. I adored him there as often as I could, keeping my mind in his holy presence and recalling him as many times as I was distracted. I had some trouble doing this exercise, but continued in spite of all the difficulties I encountered without getting disturbed or anxious when I was involuntarily distracted. I was as faithful to this practice during my activities as I was during my periods of mental prayer. For at every moment, all the time, in the most intense periods of my work, I banished and rid from my mind everything that was capable of taking the thought of God away from me. This, Reverend Mother, is the devotion I have practiced since I entered religious life. Although I have practiced it feebly and imperfectly, I have nonetheless received many advantages from it. I certainly know this is due to the Lord's mercy and goodness, and this must be acknowledged, since we can do nothing without him, myself even less than others. But when we faithfully keep ourselves in his holy presence, seeing him always before us, not only avoiding offending or displeasing him, at least deliberately, but considering him in this fashion, we take the liberty to ask him for the graces we need. So by repeating these acts, they become more familiar and the practice of the presence of God becomes more natural. Join me in thanking him, please for his great goodness to me, for I cannot esteem highly enough the great number of graces he bestows on me, a miserable sinner. May he be blessed by all. Amen. I am in our Lord, yours. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what does it mean to practice the presence of God? Well, in this letter, 12, Brother Lawrence begins to give us a better picture of what it means. He begins to explain it a little more, at least how he practiced it. And he says two things. He says, first of all, he would sometimes practice the presence of God by considering himself a miserable criminal. So this is interesting. The practice of the presence of God begins, in a way, with self-knowledge. Knowing what he is, someone who's guilty, someone who's done wrong by his own fault, and he considered himself this criminal before his judge's feet. So thinking of himself in this way, 
He was before the Lord. But that's not the only way he considered himself. He also at other times thought of God in his heart. So the first is sort of seeing God outside of him. He's before God, somewhat using your imagination. And the second way is that God is within. Not as judge, but as father. As my God, he says. So these are generally the two ways he keeps the presence of God. Before God, who's outside him as his judge, pleading for mercy. Because the judge is just, but also merciful. Pleading for mercy, but then also knowing that he, God is within. Now, he says he was distracted a lot. That gives us comfort. So he practiced something that wasn't easy. He has trouble with his exercise. But the Lord was the one who led him down this path. He couldn't really find another path that he thought would lead to his being completely disposed to God. That's what he wanted, to be completely disposed, to be put at God's service, to be open to God. And this is the best means he found, the best method. God is outside me as my judge and inside me as my God and my Father. But he didn't get distracted was he, if he was involuntarily distracted. He didn't get disturbed if he was distracted involuntarily. In other words, it's one thing to voluntarily distract oneself. It's another to find oneself being distracted without willing it. Voluntary, involuntary comes from a Latin word, voluntas, in the middle of that word, which means will. So things that we will, if we're willing, wanting, choosing to be distracted, that's one thing. But a lot of our distractions are not chosen. They're not willed. They happen to us. And we have to keep going, not chase them down. Don't spend all this time chasing down distractions. That just makes us more distracted. No, come back to God. Keep coming back to God. Keeping the thought of God before us. And he says a little something else later on the end here. Seeing him always before us. That's what he means. Practicing the presence of God means seeing him always before us. And that's not just avoiding offending him or displeasing him, at least deliberately. That is, all of us displease him, all of us offend him, but we don't want to do it deliberately, even in small things. We don't want to knowingly do something that we know will displease or offend him, even if it's small. But considering God in this way is always before us, what happens? We ask him for the graces we need. So one of the ways he's telling us to practice the presence of God is to be asking him for the graces we need. Thinking of him as your judge, thinking of him in your heart as your father, and then asking him for things. Now, we should not overlook that Brother Lawrence was incredibly blessed by God because he not only practiced this method of the presence of God, but what happened to him before he did this? He wanted to give all for all. He offered himself entirely to God in atonement for his sins. 
Now, that's a profound grace he was given. That desire to offer himself entirely in atonement, that is, to make up for his sins, that's a profound grace. Secondly, he renounced everything other than God to obtain God's love. So Brother Lawrence was given an incredible faith about the importance of God's love. He was given an incredible hope, a desire to have God's love. He was given an incredible love, charity, to prefer God's love to everything else. See, Brother Lawrence is not just simply on his own willpower practicing the presence of God. No, God infused into his heart a desire to do penance and a faith, hope, and love that he did not, Brother Lawrence did not generate. No, that's a gift. And then he was given a grace that's very similar to John Henry Newman's grace that he was given when he was 16 years old. God's presence was so real to him that it was as though the only two beings in the world were God and himself. God's existence was so profoundly before him he could almost be aware of nothing else except God and the one who was realizing God's here himself. And therefore, he wanted to do everything for God, to please God. So let us ask the Lord for the grace to want to make up for our sins and please God even as much as Brother Lawrence wanted. Let us ask God for faith, faith, in the power and the infinite goodness of God. Faith that God can do anything, that nothing is too hard for God. God's awesome power, his eternal, almighty power. And then we want to have a great hope, a great hope that we can obtain God. We want to hope, desire, for God's love. We want to hope to be holy by his strength. We pray the Lord to give us a loving preference for his love. We want to love love. We want to prefer to be a loving person, a supernaturally loving person. And the only way to become that, the only way to become like God is to be close to God by living in his presence. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.